educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome aboard to the Wednesday edition. Oh, excuse me. Gosh, now I'm... See, already, Johnny, you didn't have to... I, I, I got 10 seconds into the show, and, I, and I'm screwing up. Hey, Happy Tuesday. It is Tuesday. It's all day long. It's Tuesday, at least for a few more hours. Uh, 5.09, Tuesday, September 19th. Educate, inform, entertain. You know, we don't do a lot of shouting or grandstanding. We like to build up instead of tear down. Uh, truth over tribalism and principles over partisanship. I know that's a foreign concept for people that listen to talk radio and uh, cable news, but, uh, you know, that's what we do. That's who I am. That's what we do here. Well, I'm, so I'm just glad truth over tribalism is back. It went away on Thursday. <laughs> That's right. We had an interloper that uh, tried to mess with my uh, with my uh, platform. But anyway, say hello to Mr. Johnny Cadillac, uh, producer extraordinaire. I'll say I kind of extended my welcome a little early, but it's always good to be here, Dan. You're always welcome to do that. And uh, and remember, boys and girls, if you miss uh, if you miss an episode, you can always uh, find us on your favorite podcast platform anytime you like. Uh, or just go to com and find the Dan Parsons page. Scroll down and find the episode you're looking for. Uh, and follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter and Facebook, uh, the most recent post on both of those platforms. And we would, first of all, we'd love to have you follow us so you can uh, see what's going on either ahead of time or continue the conversation on after the after hours but as you will see on the most recent post on x and uh, in facebook is previewing our guests uh today and i'm delighted to invite into the studio mr tom beckius chair of your lincoln city council hey dan how are you doing mm -hmm. thanks for having me i really appreciate it it's always so nice to come on your show and and talk to you and and talk to your listeners and uh, you know talk a little bit about the city of Lincoln, yeah. something we both love dearly. Absolutely, it is. It's the greatest city in America. It is. It is. And I don't know if you saw the other day, but I think the sixth best managed city in America I as saw well. That. So something. I, saw I mean, that. uh, that's something to be awfully proud of uh, for for us Lincolnites. And it doesn't happen automatically. Leadership no. takes work. <laughs> no, and no, it, it does. It does. And, and and not just, you know, what people may think about in terms of leadership, uh, political yeah. elected officials. No, I mean, we're talking about the, the people that work for the city, the directors, their staff, you know, people, the, the expert, the, the, the experts, the, the knowledge uh, that they bring to the table. Those are the people that really effectuate great things in our city. And frankly, are the people that don't get enough applause. Well, and that's that's a great point. Talk about tearing, uh, lifting up instead of tearing down. I know government employees. I was one, uh, both federal and state, uh, for a number of years before I got out. And, uh, yeah, it's the, it's the easy target for all of us to pick on. And, and you know, let's face it, like any uh, organization, there's plenty of things to find wrong. Oh, you know, there's there's always room for improvement. But I tell you, you know, the, the people that I get to work with every day at the city of Lincoln, they're top notch. Uh, they're they're great people and they're always doing their best to make sure that Lincoln is 
the best city that it can be. Yeah. Uh, and for that, we should be really proud. Absolutely. Well, uh, haven't seen each other for a month. Uh, how did the rest of your summer go? And did you get to do fun things? My goodness, you talk about fun things in the city. We we weren't lacking fun things to do in the city this summer. No. I mean, just in the last you know couple of weeks, we've had a ton of fun things, whether it's volleyball day, whether it's the air show, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, was six concerts in 10 days yeah. at Pinewood Bowl, or maybe I have, uh, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, you know, it's, it's so great. You know, I'm a, I'm a fall guy. So this, I'm yeah. getting into my season here a little bit, you know, game day, uh, you know, getting out into downtown Lincoln and, you know, on game day is always a blast. You know, uh, I, I love a good fire pit in my backyard oh, yeah. with, with a nice beer, you know, things like that. Yeah. So this yeah. is my season. I'm a happy guy. I hear you, Tom. That's exactly right. Well, we're visiting with Tom Becky. It's chair of your Lincoln City Council. Uh, we do that once a month. And, uh, well, yeah, th- speaking of fun and uh, beverages and food, uh, the new tailgate spot, or excuse me, the new food truck spot in downtown uh, Lincoln. Yeah, that's not a tailgate spot necessarily in terms <laughs> of what we might think of in terms of a traditional nebraska tailgate but a great food truck spot the new location seventh and k uh, you know the city council is actually going to host uh on uh, september 30th during the michigan game right before the michigan game uh a uh, 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 food truck tailgate if nice, you will nice. uh you know we're inviting everyone from the city of lincoln uh to come on down residents uh to come on down and check out the new food truck uh vending spot we're gonna have we have four confirmed uh, restaurants right now. Uh, we have space for six, so we're okay. still working on another well, let's two. Fill those two, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but you know, this this food truck spot at Seventh and K, it's new, it's brand new. We just unveiled it last month. Um, it's it's a good time, and and frankly, when you're out tailgating in downtown Lincoln, it's a spot worth checking out. So we're going to be doing a hard push for the next two weeks nice. to get people to know about it. Uh, to come out and check it out from 11 to 2 uh, on the day of the Michigan game. 11 so, to 2. Yep. Well, I it is on my calendar You're now. invited, Dan. Thank you very much. Because Johnny, you're coming? Oh, man, I'm invited, too? Yeah, right. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Heck, yeah, we ain't leaving anybody out. Uh, um, no, I uh, uh, my brother from San Antonio is going to be in town for that game. and so. Well, good. Of course, good. I want to show off my I would love to have him come down and, and and check out you know not only this new facility but all of the great food trucks that we have in Lincoln yeah. and, and you know making sure that you know we're we're um supporting those those small local businesses um because you never know who they're going to grow into That's right. um and you never know what other concepts they're going to they're going to bring to Lincoln well and and kind of the poster child in Lincoln for the past several years has been muchachos, muchachos you know of course. and look at the success that young man has had right absolutely uh, and you he's know, a nick, hard worker nick's done a lot of good work in the city of lincoln and i think yeah poster child uh for for what this what this could become in terms of food truck to bricks and mortar yeah. and still sticking around with food trucks or catering you know you know the whole gamut of you know what uh food can be uh on the lincoln scene well, and uh, kudos to former city councilwoman Tammy Ward. Absolutely. I know that was a priority of hers when she served, and uh, and this is kind of the realization of that. And and you know, and we've talked about this on the show before, but that balance between uh, n- not taking away from the brick and mortar 
uh, restaurants and bars, but yet still having an opportunity for people to experience a- another amenity that we see in other big cities. Right. And, you know, I'm a I'm a commercial real estate yeah. guy. You know that. Yeah. You know, I love brick and mortar. And what I really see this is, is a pipeline to brick and mortar, um, because I think at the end of the day, those are the sets. Those are the setups that a lot of customers like. Um, and so, you know, that's not everyone's goal, nor should it be. No. Um, but for a lot of people, I think that that could be the, the end result. Hey, this is I didn't warn you about this, time, but let's swerve into this real quick before we go to uh, our, our soft yeah, break here. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Ackert, owner of Gate 25, was Absolutely. on last week, and we were talking about his proposal or his idea of closing permanently a Canopy Street uh, in order to make downtown Lincoln and the Haymarket a more walkable uh, community. Let's talk about it. I mean, I think that, that something like that is worth a discussion in our community, not only in that area, but perhaps what's it look like in other parts of, of yep. the Haymarket. I, I think that those are discussions yes. to be had. Yeah, absolutely. Well, folks, hang on. We're going to come back and continue our conversation with uh, Tom Beckius after this quick break and these messages here on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Tuesday edition, which I thought was the Wednesday edition of The Dan Parsons Show. We're so happy that you chose to uh, tune us in, take us along for whatever you're doing on this lovely September afternoon. We're visiting, as we always do, once a month with Mr. Tom Beckius, chair of your Lincoln City Council. And let me just tell you real quick what's coming up after the news break. Uh, Mr. Seth Derner, uh, who just announced his candidacy for the Nebraska Legislature, District 21 in, in North Lincoln, is going to be joining us in studio. So we look forward to meeting Seth and talking to him. This, this is that time of year. Uh, councilman that uh, the candidates are coming out of the woodwork it sure is it sure is it uh you know i uh was actually just talking to seth not not okay. that long ago actually and uh but yes it's that time of the year and and certainly i think with the last session that we had we we've seen a renewed interest i think from folks about yeah. uh you know what it looks like to to enter public service and and what that entails and and how people might get more involved in their community all of which i think are great things regardless of what side of the aisle you're on that's right well we all, we all need dedicated servants to serve our communities yeah and i'm so appreciative that's part of what we do here on the show and uh welcome uh candidates and office holders on to to have this conversation with uh, with our listening public well uh i want to get to this question that we had off air from a listener tom uh which is a question i hadn't thought of uh, uh, uh the the caller wanted to know how uh, closing streets in downtown lincoln would impact those people who have mobility issues oh sure absolutely handicap uh, spots and yep, so on yep issues of mobility are something that that we look at from a city perspective all the time, especially uh, our, our planning department and our, especially in the downtown area, our urban development department as well. You know, when we look at closing streets, whether it's temporary, say, for the farmer's market or for a, a tailgate in, in the, uh, you know, just outside the rail yard and expanding into that street, um, you know, we always uh, have, we actually have a team, uh, a city team okay. uh, that evaluates each proposal and mobility is 
this is certainly taken into consideration along with a whole host of other things. But obviously, you know, accessibility in our town is extremely important uh, and something that uh, is of um, utmost consideration when we talk about either temporary or more permanent closures. Yep, yep absolutely. Yeah. Well, and thanks, Tom, for, and thanks to the caller for that question because... Yeah, from my perspective, and I know it was is yours as well, Tom, and the cities. We don't want to make any part of Lincoln and, and or downtown Lincoln less accessible to anyone. No, not at all. I mean, I mean, the the goal is to, uh, you know, bring more people into the fold and make sure that you know our physical uh, construction, uh, you know, allows for accessibility and and that everyone can participate. You know, that's the goal. Absolutely. Well, uh, Tom, uh, one of the other issues I wanted to chat a little bit about, um, um, not as fun a topics, but it's, again, it's the part of the business that the city uh, uh, conducts. Uh, I saw uh, from your council meeting yesterday that the city is considering a union contract. Uh, a best offer uh, was voted down by the union that represents nearly 500 street maintenance technical and clerical employees and so that is going to be up for discussion here uh, in one of your next meetings so i just wanted to bring that up and see kind of your thoughts on where that was going and because unions are in the news a lot these days and they, 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 they we want to take care of our workers yep absolutely we want to take care of our workers and unions are in the news lately you know we've had um you know of course due to extraordinary inflation um unlike we've seen in the last 10 years in, in this country you know since 2008 2009 you know we've had a a lot of um, a lot of people, you know, stretched, and uh, you know, everyone has been impacted by that. Um, but we will consider on Monday a uh, what's called a final and best offer that the city of Lincoln made to this particular union, um, and uh, see where that goes. But yeah, absolutely, you've seen the the uh, United Auto Workers, uh, uh, you know, currently uh, striking. I think that the the um, the culinary union in Las Vegas just went on strike, oh, I think, yeah. as well. And, of course, we've got Hollywood still. you got Hollywood still on strike as well. I mean, these are, you know, I think during inflationary times, these are very common, especially because we're talking about contracts that are multi-year contracts, right? So some of these people haven't renegotiated for two, three, four years um, in, in some cases. And so, you know, the, the impacts that we've seen due to the pandemic and the subsequent inflation, supply, you know, all of those things factored in, you know, are really playing into this this you know not only this negotiation but every negotiation sure. when it comes to to union contracts and I think we can all understand why yeah absolutely well Kenny is on the line and Kenny had also had a question uh, regarding closing Canopy Street and Kenny I think your concern uh, was about I think we can all understand why yeah absolutely well Kenny is on the line and Kenny had also had a Oops, question got a little regarding closing Canopy Street little feedback there Kenny, I think Kenny your, your your radio may be up a little too loud. Well, well, no, that's okay, Johnny. I think I understand. We had some technical difficulties. I apologize, Kenny, but I think, uh, from what I understand from your question, is the accessibility if we're closing streets to fire and police. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, accessibility to uh, fire and police is also important. Once again, when we go through a street closure process, like I said, we have a team that looks at, at those things and making sure, you know, n you know, we have some some 
multi-story buildings there, you know, six, seven, eight-story buildings right there where we're talking about and making sure trucks and ladders can get there is is obviously important uh, and making sure that um, those folks remain safe and that we're also not only, when I say those folks folks remaining safe, I'm not only talking about the residents of the buildings, I'm talking about our firefighters as well. Absolutely. Making sure that their equipment can reach to where it needs to reach and making sure that, um, you know, they're not putting themselves in any additional danger just because we want to close off the street yeah yeah Yeah. kenny thank you for that question yeah and as you said i mean this is just all discussion at this point and all uh, discussion but you know all very good topics uh to uh, that need consideration if if uh you know folks were to go down this this uh you know particular road um and so you know those are all very important topics that would need to be solved before we would even consider something, yeah. a, a proposal like what Brandon had talked about. Yeah. Well, what I find fascinating, and I've said this on the air many times, and I'm going to continue to talk about it. I live downtown and work downtown in the Haymarket, and the concern is always parking. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm still on this uh, soapbox and bandwagon. Is there's plenty of parking, folks? It's this misconception uh, about parking. Yeah, there's thousands of parking stalls uh, within four or five blocks of what most people would consider central Haymarket, uh, and so that's a, a notion that we need to to um, you know keep sharing with people that there is plenty of parking in the Haymarket. Now, now you may not be able to park directly in front of the front door, of the door. You, in, that you want to go to, but that doesn't mean you can't go uh, to the Haymarket. And frankly, it's like any other, you know, uh, urban uh, area in, in a city that is very popular. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes parking can, can be at a premium. But big picture, um, just to, to piggyback a little bit to where we were talking about, I think it's really important to discuss whether it's, you know, a food truck spot or Brandon's proposal when it comes to maybe, you know, closing down the street. It's important to have these discussions about how we activate space in Lincoln. Tom Beckius, thank you, my friend, for joining us. We're going to take this news break and be back on the other half of the news on 1499.3 KLIN. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Educating. Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Wednesday edition. We're so happy you chose to take us along on your ride home or picking up the kiddos, getting dinner ready, whatever you're doing on this lovely September afternoon. Uh, I'll just remind you, if you miss anything, you always catch us anytime you like on your favorite podcast platform uh, or just go to KLIN.com. 
where you can find us. You can live stream. You can scroll down on the Dan Parsons page, find the episode you're looking for. Uh, my thanks to Tom Beckius, uh, chair of your Lincoln City Council. That was a, a lively, entertaining, and hopefully informative uh, conversation. Uh, I like uh, to be able to bring Tom on as chair of the City Council. Uh, once a month to check in with them and uh, appreciate the callers asking good questions uh, coming up on tomorrow's show and boys and girls mark your calendar I don't think you're going to want to miss this one uh, you don't want to miss this one a blockbuster story uh, about the pre uh, the Crete public school system um, a story published uh, by Nebraska Examiner uh, and written by reporter Zach Windling uh, about Nikki Menard, a Native American high school teacher uh, in the Crete public school system who was asked to resign after supporting students who wanted to write a letter to the superintendent and school board asking why, asking the question why uh, the Crete public school district does not celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, and so in the first half of the show tomorrow, we're going to have the author of that story, uh, Mr. Zach Wendling. Uh, from Nebraska Examiner. And then in the second half of the show, we're going to have Nikki Menard, uh, the Native American teacher who was um, uh, asked to resign uh, over this incident. And so, anyway, tune into that. Uh, well, I am delighted to welcome into the studio uh, Seth Derner, who has just announced earlier today his candidacy for our Nebraska legislature. Seth, uh, welcome to the Dan Parsons Show. Hey, thanks for having me on, Dan. Absolutely. Well, um, uh, and this is District 21, which is North Lincoln, and so that's where you reside, obviously. And uh, and so, yeah, welcome to Candidacy 101, right? <laughs> Are you learning all the... Because I, I assume, uh, well, I think I read that this is your first time running for political office. Yeah, first time, and really wasn't even on my radar uh, a few months ago, Dan. Uh, so yeah, I'm, uh, I feel like I'm drinking from a water hose, yeah. uh, but I'm learning quickly, uh, and I'm excited to be, be a part of it. Uh, cause I think it's important. It is important. And I'll point out, uh, that the district 21 is currently represented by Senator Bo Ballard, who was appointed in January by, uh, Governor Pillen to replace Mike Hilgers, uh, who resigned after being elected, uh, Nebraska attorney general. And, uh, we've had Senator Ballard on before, and uh, we we welcome all of our Lincoln State Senators uh, uh, anytime onto the program, and we want to continue to do that. But we also, uh, because uh, I do want to educate, inform, and entertain, uh, there's some entertainment in, in politics, but certainly educating and inform our listeners. So when we have uh, candidates for public office, um, I'm going to try to get as many as we can uh, onto the airwaves to help uh, help our audience uh, be informed. So anyway, so thanks for running. I've been in this in this business for a long time, Seth, and I've met a lot of first time candidates. And uh, yeah, it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> well, good to know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where the heck was I a few months ago when you were deciding to do this? Right. Well, exactly. No, it's uh, it's so important to have competitive. Uh, races, uh, I don't care what it's for, whether it's a uh, dog catcher or president of the United States. We need uh, people who want to serve and uh, and give people choices. Yeah, yep, I totally agree. And um, yeah, and I think now, especially given where we are as a state and the issues we face and the 
potential of you know which futures we want to envision as a state uh and especially you know from our our district which is like you said north and northwest lincoln and western and northern lancaster county you know there's a lot of possibilities um but we we need to have priorities and policies in place that help us move forward and capitalize on opportunities. So that's why I'm in the race. Absolutely. Well, give our listeners a little bit of background of uh, who you are. Yeah. Well, uh, first, just thanks for uh, having me on the show, Dan. Yeah. I really appreciated yeah. uh, your show and uh, congratulations on the uh, you know great launch here the first few months. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, as a background, so I grew up in the Sand Hills, Nebraska. Oh, I grew up did. out in Wheeler County. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, oh. I grew up on a cow calf ranch. My parents are still there. They celebrated 59 years of uh, oh, marriage, nice. so they continue to be uh, my uh, inspiration and mentors to me. So I, I, uh, that's where I started. Uh, it's a great way to grow up. I'm also, though, uh, uh, a child of the farm crisis. So, yeah, the 80s. Yeah, the 80s. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when I started kindergarten, uh, about half the kids either uh, left or moved out by the time I uh, started junior high because either their parents had lost jobs or their operations had uh, gone under. So that was uh, a <clears throat> that was an interesting time. My my own dad, he uh, started driving truck. My mom started driving school bus. You know, they were tough times, uh, and, you know, the message we got as kids was get out, do whatever we can, go to go to college, get an education, uh, yeah. you know, uh, but don't come back to ag because yep. there's not a future. And yeah. it was pretty bleak in the 80s, and, and uh, that was – it's pretty formative now uh, when I look back on it because, <clears throat> you know, that I think led to a lot of decisions I made down the road. One thing – Though that I, my parents, as I mentioned, inspired me, I, you know, my both my parents are deeply involved in the community as volunteers uh, in their church, cemetery board, all that kind of stuff. And just the value of investing in where you live. And uh, and that that really appealed to me. So after uh, high school, I came down here to the university and I, while I didn't <laughs> while I said I can't be an ag, but uh, I want to be in the next best thing, which was an ag teacher. So. Yeah. Yeah, so and 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 I want to hear more about uh, the company that you co-founded, yeah. and uh, because as a small business person, that's another qualification that we need in elected leaders. Uh, but your company is not all that small. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and that's uh, you know, there's a direct line between my four years of teaching because I, I taught in a very rural school with distance learning. And that really showed me how technology intersects with uh, learning and how to do that well. I got recruited to go work out uh, at the National FFA for four years. And then when I came back to oh. Nebraska, because I got recently married and uh, my wife and I wanted to move back to a place where we knew we had an opportunity to start a family and, and uh, start a business, uh, that experience of figuring out how to help organizations think about how to use technology to teach and train people wherever they are, uh, that's, uh, we took the chance, my friend Doug and I, who I worked with, uh, we said, I think we can make this work. And, uh, so we started the company a couple years of <laughs> struggling to figure it out, but then we finally found our footing and, uh, yeah, it was 17 years ago, Dan, and we've, wow. uh, 55 employees later, uh, we'll, we'll do just under $10 million in revenues. And we work with some of the best organizations in the country, uh, companies, associations, nonprofits, uh, we work with a lot of government institutions, helping them figure out how to teach and train people and use technology so it has been a, a great adventure and uh, yeah just uh, really thankful for the 
opportunities uh, that I've been able to take advantage of in starting and running that business and growing it here in Lincoln, Nebraska the whole time. So. That's great. Well, and back to your ag roots, uh, the reason why District 21 uh, being a candidate for that seat is so important because you do represent quite a bit of rural of the community outside of the city limits of Lincoln. Yeah, 21 is a great district that's a microcosm of the state in yeah. some ways. You know, yeah. the diversity of neighborhoods in Lincoln uh, you know, working class neighborhoods, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, you have the airport have, and, and, and obviously Fallbrook, but also the industrial part, the industrial part, we've got mm-hmm. air park, there's highlands, there's all that new development up there between 14 and 27th, and then extends around to Waverly, which, you know, is a representative, like small, but emerging, vibrant, uh, you know, small city, and then a, a number of rural communities. So Ceresco and Davy and sure. um, Raymond, and then um, I believe uh, Emerald are all in, okay. the, in the district. Okay. So yeah, it's a, it's a great district that represents, I think, a lot of what Nebraska represents, which is, you know, good, hardworking, common sense people who just are trying to, you know, do the best with the opportunities they have and uh, trying to work together to make make their communities a little better every day. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll take a break here in a moment, and but I want to get into um, uh, some of your goals and some of the things that you would uh, want to do if, if you're elected and, and what the issues, uh, what issues are important uh, to those voters in District 21, because again, just for our listeners' uh, information, this is uh, next year, 2024. Man, what a blockbuster <laughs> year this is going to be in 2024. Uh, half the legislature up for election, and uh, two Senate seats, all three congressional seats, and my goodness, it's going to be quite a year. But uh, So yeah, just real quick, maybe maybe start with one, and we'll get to the rest on the other yeah. side of the, uh, of the break here, but what do you want to do if you get elected? What's important to you? and what is important to the to the voters well i'll tell you one of the reasons i got in the race dan and and uh you know i travel a lot uh for my as we grew our company with clients all over the country and you know they're always surprised when they hear i'm from nebraska and they're like why nebraska <laughs> and yeah. it's a great chance for me to tell them like look there's no better place to raise a family to grow a company I said it, you know, and like I said before, it's full of like common sense, hardworking people, independent thinkers, people who love to figure out how to solve problems. Like, I'm really proud to be from Nebraska and I love to tell people about Nebraska. And the thing that drives me crazy right now is when I look down at the legislature, what we have down there doesn't represent who Nebraska is. And uh, I want to go back and help refocus the priorities in that legislative body to represent. Uh, the things that people at our Nebraskans actually care about. Very good. Well, I want to get more into that on the other side of this break, but stick with us. Uh, Seth Derner just announced his candidacy for the Nebraska legislature. We'll come back and chat with him after this quick break and messages on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the show. We're so happy you chose to take us along for whatever you're doing on this lovely Tuesday afternoon. Um, and don't forget, uh, you can follow us anytime you like uh, on the uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, and, and, and get in that platform before uh, uh, Elon Musk starts charging us. That's the latest thing. Can you believe? I, I just, I think he just throws stuff out there just to be controversial. But anyway, we'd love to continue the conversation after hours on X, formerly known as Twitter and Facebook. And coming up on tomorrow's show, uh, a blockbuster story about the Crete Public Schools. 
uh, we're, we're going to be joined by <clears throat> Nebraska Examiner uh, reporter Zach Wendling and uh, Nikki Menard in the second half of the show, uh, a Native American high school teacher uh, who was asked to resign uh, for supporting her students who wanted to write a letter uh, to the school system asking why Creek Public School uh, district doesn't celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So tune into that. That might be pretty darn interesting. Uh, but we're visiting with Seth Derner, uh, who just earlier today dipped his toe into the political world and decided he'd like to uh, run for the Nebraska legislature uh, in District 21, which incorporates uh, North and West Lincoln uh, and some rural communities outside of Lincoln. So, Seth, we were chatting about uh, if elected, uh, what uh, would be your priorities? So let's dive into that. Yeah. Well, thanks, Dan. <clears throat> you know, uh, for me, it's it's pretty simple. I've got two kids, uh, 12 and 7. Nice. Boy, you're right in it. Yeah, right in it. <laughs> uh, we're past the stage where we're just trying to keep them safe and, you know, uh, not uh, fall off the face of the planet. Yep. And starting to think about, you know, where are they going to go? What are they going to do? What opportunities are going to be there for them? And I think that's probably the n- number one driver for me is as I look forward and say, how do I, what can I do to help make sure that if they want to, that this is a state where they have opportunity and they can thrive. Um, and that means a lot of different things for a lot of different sure, people. Sure. Uh, but for me, you know, it means uh, that they've got access to either uh, great jobs or they can create their own opportunity to uh, make their way in the world and create jobs for others. Um, it means that that uh, they have access to the you know the kinds of education they're going to need to get skills. So uh, you know I'm the beneficiary of a great public school and a great public university that this state has invested in, and I those are priorities for me, and I want to make sure that my kids have that access because you know the the economy looking forward is going to be driven by skills and expertise. And, uh, you know, I, I want Nebraska to compete. We don't have beaches. We don't have mountains. Yep. But, man, we've got great people. And if we give those people the skills and the expertise they need, man, they can. we can do great things in this state. But we've got to be thoughtful and purposeful about making those investments moving forward. Well, and obviously the legislature is the driving force behind uh, uh, some of those decisions in education, uh, not only uh, you know the funding of our higher education and and but also k through twelve and and boy, that was a big topic of discussion obviously last year in the session and uh, passed some pretty monumental changes in how we fund uh, k through twelve and now uh, there 's a movement to put uh, that issue on the ballot to have people vote on that and so yes uh education and and how we fund that uh is is certainly one of the priority issues in the Nebraska legislature. So, yeah, having having someone that has those uh, skill sets and a former educator that uh, that seems to be a good fit. Yeah, and you know, I I get it. It's it's um, high quality education is an investment. It's not cheap. It's not cheap. Yeah, and um, you know, our tax system is it. Uh, there's only so many places for revenue, but. I think one of the challenges I see, you know, especially just running a business, growing a business, 
you know, you can put yourself through a lot of <laughs> gymnastics to try to make projections and numbers work. But at the end of the day, it's, it's a, uh, the, I think it's a pretty simple model. And I, I think that's one of the things I'm frustrated with is, you know, our current tax system is, uh, there's been a huge shift. And I, I'm not entirely sure that, uh, that uh, all the shifts are going to be sustainable long term. And that, you know, it sets us up uh, to have a real honest conversation about how do we you know, where does the revenue come from and how do we make sure we invest it in the right places in the state? So I think there's been a lot of, uh, of, of, uh, techniques and, and mechanisms put in place to, to try to appease certain groups. But I think, you know, we need to have a real hard fundamental conversation about what does it take to run the state? How do we do it? Well, how do we make the investments we need to make? And how do we make sure that, you know, everyone has the opportunity to succeed or to thrive? And that those are not easy conversations, but we need to have those real conversations in the legislature, focus on the things people care about. And instead of the things that have, you know, either only impact a few people or benefit a few people. And I get it. Those are important issues, but we've got some really fundamental, important issues that we've got to address as a state in order yeah. to set ourselves up to be successful for the next 20, 50 years uh, as, as a as a state society. So few minutes we have left Seth any other priorities that uh, that come to mind is uh, should you uh, be elected the issues that, that that people should be talking about in this next uh, election cycle yeah you know I, I think we covered it. the one that is important to me personally and also just I think across the state you know we've we've got an early childhood uh, education issue we've got affordable housing issue yeah. the, the the other one though is we've we've got an impending kind of cliff of what do we do? We've got a lot of older Nebraskans who are going to need care. And do we have the capacity to, you know, just the system, uh, do we have the people, the talent it's going to take to be able to provide those opportunities? And do we have, do we have means for those, for our older Nebraskans to be able to, you know, enjoy the fruits of their labor in a way that's dignified and they have access to the care that they need that, you know, having uh, elderly parents and uh, just having a lot of friends who are in that situation, like that's a huge issue that I don't think we are giving near enough attention to in our legislature. And I think it's one that if we don't start talking about now, it's going to be one of those that in 10 years is going to be a, a crisis for us to deal with. Well, so. and we saw through COVID, uh, you know, the challenges of, again, uh, every industry had challenges with workforce, uh, but that was an area uh, that was blatantly came to light uh with our healthcare system uh with seniors and and uh, the the seniors uh, senior centers and nursing homes and how do we continue to recruit a uh, good talented thoughtful caring people to to care for our most valuable one of our most vulnerable populations yep yeah it's a recruitment issue it's also an innovation issue like we we can be creative and thoughtful and innovative in terms of how we care for our older Nebraskans, how we prepare a workforce, how we grow an economy with forward-looking skills, all those things. If you bring some innovation, some creativity, you have thoughtful conversations, we can do some pretty awesome things in this state, but we can't do it if we're just standing on the sidelines yelling at each other and avoiding the hard issues. Yeah, absolutely. Seth Derner, thank you. Oh, plug, uh, how can people learn more about you? Yeah, it's pretty easy. Just uh, (laughs) SethDerner.com or on Facebook, uh, Seth Derner for Legislature. Uh, Feel free to jump in, learn, and engage. I'm excited to hear from everybody. Good. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to meet, and uh, I think I know some of your neighbors I'll mention after the show who (laughs) who I know out there at... uh, Fallbrook. But thanks for coming on. And uh, folks, that's the show. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Now go do good things here on 1499.3 KLIN.